Welcome to Functional Medicine for Women, the podcast that empowers and educates women on their journey toward optimal wellness. I'm your host, Lacey Lane, the Functional Medicine Woman. Women are constantly juggling numerous roles and responsibilities, often putting their own health on the back burner. But here's the truth. You can have better. You're called to more and can live a life free from the limitations of nagging symptoms. And that's where functional medicine for women comes in. Join me each week as we dive deep into the world of functional and fundamental medicine for women, an approach that seeks to uncover the root causes of health issues, reset and balance rhythms, and looks at our bodies from the lens of mind, body, and soul, rather than just a symptoms-based approach. Whether you're dealing with hormone and thyroid imbalances or chronic fatigue, digestive issues, or you just want to gain more energy, this podcast is your go-to resource for evidence-based insights and lifestyle tips. My mission to empower you with the knowledge and tools to make informed decisions about your health. Using a personalized approach to wellness, I want you to open your eyes to the possibility of truly living in optimal wellness. So if you're ready to jump into functional medicine for women, hit that subscribe button and get ready to take action because you are absolutely worth investing in. Welcome back to Functional Medicine for Women. I am your host, Lacey Lane, and I'm so excited you're here today because I'm answering a question that I get on a daily basis. Since fall hit and everyone's allergies have been flaring up, and between the fall and spring season, I feel like that just happens and people are wanting to know how to boost their immune system. So I have put together, I've worked really hard to put together a list of free things. They don't cost you anything maybe a little bit of time, but these are things that will help you to boost your immune system that don't affect your wallet. Now, I do want to tell you at the end of this episode, please stick around to the end because I'm going to be telling you about a book. I'm not an affiliate for it. I'm not getting anything for telling you about it. I just have the book. I have read it multiple times now. I reference it on a regular basis. And actually, this past weekend, we had a big functional medicine. I'm a part of a a functional medicine group. And we had a big get-together, a weekend conference-y summit thing. And one of the doctors, who is one of our leaders in this group, he mentioned this book and basically told us all to get it. And I was like, yes, it's so good because I already have it and I use it. And it's a quick read. And it's available to all of you. And I really believe in it wholeheartedly. And so I want to give you that info at the end so that you can go and get your copy of it. Uh, It's by a doctor that I trust wholeheartedly. I will put all of his information at the end, including where to buy the book. You can get it on Amazon. And so um, I'll try and find a link for that. I'm sure I can do that pretty quickly for you. Um, But anyway, I love it. And, um, I thought it was very appropriate for us talking about boosting our immune system. And you will know why at the end when I tell you what he has titled the book. First thing is first, this is your very typical answer, your stereotypical answer for what to do to boost your immune system. And that is to add greens into your daily diet. I would venture to say adding any vegetable, any color of the rainbow into your diet is going to help you boost your immune system to help you support your immune system. 
This can be things like kale, spinach, Swiss chard. Any leafy green is wonderful for this. These are packed with vitamins like A, C, and K, along with essential minerals and antioxidants that are crucial for your immune function. They are also good for supporting your gut health. And if you don't already know this, I'm sure you've heard it because I feel like it's been this big buzzword on social media for a couple years now that your immune system starts in your gut, and that is actually true. Um, It does, and I, I can go into the science of that later, but your gut health plays a huge role in your immune function. And so it truly is what several of us in the functional medicine, holistic health world call cornerstone of your overall well-being, which would be your gut health. And so adding in and incorporating different greens into our daily diet can be a wonderful way to support that and to boost our immune system, again, along with giving us vitamins like A, C, and K and essential minerals and antioxidants. Simple ways that you can do this is to do things like include spinach into your morning smoothie or have a salad with a mix of greens and colorful veggies, homemade dressing. I like to put, whenever I make homemade dressing, I really like to add a couple pieces of broccoli or cauliflower or something like that to it because it will puree really easily and I don't even taste it but I'm adding a vegetable in with my salad dressing, which we all know salad dressing is like the one part of our salads that make them unhealthy most of the time. But you can make a simple dressing and add some veggies into your dressing as well as you're eating a salad, so you're eating vegetables that way. If you're not a salad eater, there are tons of other ways that you can do this. In our house, I so we make chili on a weekly basis. Our family eats chili. I put it in the crock pot. I'm gonna just be honest. I actually forgot last week It was a very busy Sunday, and after our conference thing this weekend, I forgot Sunday, so we ended up not having chili. But almost every Sunday, I put chili in the crock pot, and then when we get home from church, lunch is ready, and I don't have to do any other cooking. Everybody's so hungry. It's perfect timing. But in my chili, whenever I brown my meat, I always add riced cauliflower or riced broccoli to it. And nobody ever knows because I season it with the ground beef or occasionally I'll do ground chicken if we have it. But nobody ever knows because it is just mixed in with all of the good seasonings with the herbs and everything else that we put in there. So that's one way that you could add it in. I like to add veggies into like egg cups that I bake in muffin tins. Those are wonderful. Muffins are a great way to add in a veggie. Carrots are wonderful for that. Zucchini is wonderful for that. Even broccoli is good for that you can just puree it with your mixture or what I do whenever I'm making muffins is I typically will take all the liquid ingredients and I will add a veggie to I will put all those in my blender and add a veggie to it like a bag of carrots or a bag of broccoli or a couple zucchinis chopped up I will add those to the blender you can also add I I usually always add a banana too so that we're getting a fruit as well but you can add those to a blender and then pour it into the mixture of dry ingredients and then pour it in your muffin tins and nobody knows. They're all eating veggies. Those are all great ways to incorporate it. Those are just examples of ways that you can sneak it in if you have to. So another way to do that is like when you're having like spaghetti night or any sort of sauce with ground beef in it or ground chicken or ground turkey, anything like that. That's always a great way to add in some extra veggies and nobody knows. You could also puree the veggies with the tomato sauce beforehand if you're doing something like that, or even 
I like to add cauliflower. I make a cashew cheese sauce and I like to put cauliflower and cashews and some boiling hot water with a little bit of nutritional yeast and salt and pepper and garlic and onion. And that's a wonderful way to add veggies. I will just mix that up in the blender and that's my sauce for like an Alfredo sauce, if you will. And none of my family knows. You could also add a, a carrot to it. It would make it a little yellow. So you could have a cheese sauce that way. But all these are great ways to add it. And if you just, if you're eating normal cheese sauce, right, you could add no cashews. If you're doing a cheese dip or something, you could always add carrots to it and nobody will know. I promise you. I dare you to try it. I love, that's one of my favorite things. I'm, okay, so I'm an experimenter in the kitchen and I don't follow recipes well. I'm really horrible at that. When I do follow a recipe, everyone in my house knows it because I'm really proud of myself for doing it. <laughs> but I don't typically do that. I typically, I like to experiment and make stuff up. And so I love trying to add in veggies where nobody in my family knows it, but they're getting healthy food. Even though they think they're eating yummy, tasty muffins, they're getting vegetables with it. So those are all easy ways that you can do it. And if you are trying to add them in and you're one of the picky eaters, as an adult, it's a great way to add that in and get those veggies in if you're not wanting them. So number two is to avoid refined sugars and processed foods. So you want to opt for whole, unprocessed foods and limit your added sugars. This is really hard to do. I know you might have to be a label reader for a little while, but I promise that the foods that you eat on a normal basis, you will start to learn what is in them after a little while and you won't have to read labels anymore. But we want to get rid of refined sugars and processed foods because those can lead to inflammation. They can compromise our immune system. So we want to choose whole foods because they provide us a spectrum of nutrients, including fiber, supporting our immune system. We want to really boost, again, our immune system. That's the whole point of this episode. And getting rid of the refined sugars and processed foods can help us to do that. And one way that we can do this is to opt for things like fresh fruits instead of candy bars and sugary desserts and things like that, we can opt for an apple with a handful of almonds. And I know some of you are like, that is not the same. Apple and almonds don't taste like a piece of cake. And you are correct in saying that. However, I dare you next time that you're craving a piece of cake or a cookie or whatever it is that you're craving to eat an apple and a handful of almonds and see what happens. You're craving most likely will go away for that piece of cake or that sugary whatever it is. But if you're still wanting something like that, there are all kinds of options. I personally like the Hue bars, it's H-U, and they use coconut sugar in theirs, and they are very particular on their ingredients. If you go and look at their website, they take pride in what they're making for us as a healthy dessert, so to speak. And that's something that we incorporate. Like I like that with a handful of mixed nuts. Honestly, a handful of mixed nuts with anything, any fruit really can help you to not only get rid of that craving, but can also give you a natural energy boost. Another thing you can do is dried fruit. Sometimes you have to be careful though when you're looking at ingredient labels on those because they do have added sugar in them occasionally. But I like dates. Dates are wonderful. I get the pitted dates most of the time because I'm lazy and I don't want to have to pit them myself and they're sticky. I don't like that sticky in my hand. But pitted dates are wonderful. You can add peanut butter or almond butter to the middle. And then I like to drizzle warm dark chocolate over the top and put them in the freezer for a few minutes. I like to make a lot of them at once. 
so that I have them for the week. And when I say that, I always have high hopes of having them for the week, but they don't ever last the full week because my family gets wind of the fact that I've made them and then they're gone. But dates are wonderful. Adding that nut in there with it will help you to get rid of that craving. Those are just simple ways that you can do that. And again, going back to adding in the vegetable, muffins are a wonderful way to do that. Homemade muffins with whole food ingredients that are not processed boxes from the store, like a cake mix box or a muffin mix box, but making them at home. And I know this is sounding a little bit hard, but once you have a good, I will actually try and link a good muffin cupcake recipe at the bottom in the show notes because it really is simple. There are basic ingredients. I have not looked at it. I'm just being honest. I have not looked at a muffin, a cake, or a cupcake recipe. I don't think in years because once you have down like the basics of what need to be in it and the measurements-ish, although I don't use measuring cups most of the time when I make it because again, I like to experiment, but if you need to do that, once you have down the basics, then you can add and take away as you please when it comes to adding things in like veggies and things like that. But all that to say, you can incorporate the cutting out refined sugar and adding greens into your diet all in one fell swoop by making something like muffins. They're sweet, but they also have a veggie in them. So you're killing two birds with one stone with that one. Okay, number three is breathing exercises. This one is something that I think is so underrated. This past weekend, we actually got the chance to do Wim Hof breathing exercises as a group with our entire functional medicine group. And it was really cool, a very good technique. But for adding it into your daily routine, there are several other ways that you can do that. It doesn't necessarily have to be that technique. So deep breathing can do things like calm your nervous system. It can help you to reduce stress and inflammation. It's a very good stress management tool. And I think we all know that stress management is a great way and is truly one of the keys to maintaining a good immune function because as soon as stress gets in and starts to wreak havoc in our bodies, it completely destroys our immune system. And that's what we're trying to avoid here. Stress management techniques like deep breathing exercises are a great way to boost your immune function. Several people that I know do deep breathing exercises every single morning when they get up. I try, but I don't always get it done. But examples of this are you could do like the four, seven, eight technique where you inhale for four seconds, you hold it for seven seconds, and then you exhale for eight seconds. There are all different kinds. There's box breathing. If you don't know what box breathing is, that one you could Google and it will pop right up for you and show you exactly how to do it. Something I like to tell my clients is just do a five second breather. That's all you have to do. Breathe in for five seconds, hold for five seconds, breathe out for five seconds. That's an easy one. There are plenty of breathing techniques out there and those are easily, you can Google those very easily. Um, but just to try and do something very simple for yourself would be the 478 technique. That's a wonderful way to get started or box breathing. And both of those you can look up. They're very easy to follow, not hard at all. It's just a matter of taking the time to do it but those can boost your immune system as well as being a good stress management technique. And these don't just boost your immune system in, in terms of stress management, but they also are adding oxygen to your blood. I just, I don't think they get 
enough attention and they don't get enough credit for what they can do for our bodies. Okay, number four is to prioritize sleep and good rest. We want to aim for seven to nine hours of quality sleep each night. This is vital for our immune function. We need our bodies to get good rest. And this is not just because we want to rest, but also because our body works in rhythms. If you know anything about your cortisol levels or any of your hormones, your rest plays a vital role in your hormone function. And we want to get your body to sleep and wake in a normal rhythmic cycle that will help to support immune function. So one of the easiest ways that we can do this is to create a bedtime routine, limit screen time before we go to sleep, create a sleep-friendly environment, whether you need blackout curtains or you need essential oils, whatever that is. I don't know what that is for you. You have to figure that out for you. But creating a good bedtime routine, it can be something as simple as you can, again, kill two birds with one stone. Do your breathing exercises. You could do that before you go to sleep at night. And that is a wonderful way to calm your nervous system down and get your body ready for sleep. Another way, um, something that I use with my clients now is binaural beats. Um, That's a wonderful way as well. And if you don't have access to that, another thing that you can do to help calm you at nighttime is my oldest daughter. She actually just asked me last night when we got home from church was, can I please turn on classical music for her? We both love classical music. And so actually, whenever I turned it on, it was on one of my favorite songs. I was really excited whenever I turned it on. But classical music is another way to help to calm your body and get you into that state of getting of being ready to go to sleep and get good rest. There are tons of things. I could do a whole episode on sleep. Actually, I probably am going to do a whole episode of sleep on sleep, but aiming for seven to nine hours, getting your room into a good relaxing environment, whatever that means for you, getting your body ready, doing breathing exercises, listening to binaural beats, listening to classical music, whatever it is for you. Those are very simple easy things that you can do. Turning off your screens at night. Something I tell my clients is I always challenge them when we start working together to leave their phone charging in another room and not right next to their bed so that if they do wake up in the middle of the night that they're not tempted to look at it or they're not tempted to be on their phone halfway through the night or when they're going to bed they're not tempted to just lay there scrolling for hours instead of actually going to sleep. So creating a good sleep environment, getting good sleep, that is a wonderful way to help your immune system function properly and bring restoration to it every single night so that it can produce the proper hormones and the proper function of your body can do what it needs to do in order to support your immune system. Number five is strength training. Now, I am talking about incorporating a mixture of resistance exercises into your weekly routine. This does not have to be every day, although some people would argue that it should be every day. I would say three to five days a week. I'm not a personal trainer. However, one of my best friends is, and I feel like she would agree with this, and that's actually part of of her program is teaching you how to figure out what that good mixture for you is. But If you don't currently do this, I would say start with three days and work your way up from there. 
Strength training, it not only builds your muscles, but it also helps enhance your immune function by promoting healthy circulation and reducing inflammation. It builds mitochondrial function. There's so many benefits to strength training. It truly is one of my favorite things because I feel like in our diet culture or fitness culture in the United States, we get really bogged down by feeling like we have to do all this work. We got to go run 10 miles, which I'm not dogging on runners because I love to run, but we feel like we have to do those things. We feel like we got to be doing all this cardio to be in shape and do all these things. And strength training really does not get enough attention in terms of what it can do for our health. I believe wholeheartedly it's something I have even in my program. We have a whole strength training portion. Me and my friend Shayla put it together so that you can really support your body. I I just think it's a wonderful tool. I'll just say that. There's so many things. There's so many benefits to doing strength training. Um, And I'm not saying that doing any other exercise is not good. Strength training, I just believe, is so good for not just immune function, but just for every day. The mitochondrial benefits to strength training are wonderful. You can go read study after study on that. And I do because I'm a nerd and I love it. (laughs) But strength training is a wonderful tool. And then the easy ways that you can do this, if you're wanting to do this, is incorporating bodyweight exercises like squats and lunges, push-ups, very easy things that you can do at home. You can create your own regimen. You can go find one. I will link Shayla's program in the show notes so that you can find it. But all of these things are really easy. If you're needing something a little more than body weight, you can do things very inexpensively. And I know I said this was going to be free things, but if you do need to add a little here, you can do things like including resistance bands for added intensity to your workouts. But strength training is a very wonderful tool. And again, it does not get enough attention in terms of the health benefits. And then Last but not least is vitamins D, K, magnesium, and zinc. I think after um, the world drama that we all had a few years ago, I'll just put it that way, that everyone now, now has a better understanding of what we can do to add these vitamins and minerals into our diets and use them for immune function. But we truly want to ensure a, a diverse intake of nutrients through sunlight and a balanced diet and we can get these things from that vitamin d we can get from sunlight we can also get vitamin k and magnesium and zinc they all play crucial roles in our immune function and our bone health vitamin d you can also get from nuts seeds leafy greens magnesium rich foods like again nuts so again you're killing two birds with one stone there nuts are dark chocolate i know i've already mentioned that But all of these things are going to help you boost your immune function. And I would argue, honestly, with vitamin D that most people probably should take a supplement because most of us are deficient. If you were to go get your vitamin D checked, I would put money on it that the majority of you listening are probably deficient in vitamin D. It is crucial for immune function, crucial for immune function. And so I would say probably... That's the only thing I would say maybe to pay for when I said I was going to do this whole thing as like free things. Vitamin D is the one thing that I would pay for to add into my diet. And I do pay for and add to my diet every single day because most of us are deficient and don't get enough sunlight. And even if we do get enough sunlight, oftentimes 
There are other things in our lives that stress our body out, mess with our immune system, and don't give us the ability to properly process the vitamin D that we are taking in. So taking a supplement that can support our body and help us to properly absorb it and use it properly is going to help tremendously. So that's the only thing that I would add that's not completely free (laughs) in here other than maybe adding some bands to a strength training workout regimen. And then the very last thing I'm going to share with you is Dr. Robert Silverman's book. It is called Immune Reboot. It is maximizing immunity, restoring your gut health, and optimizing vitality. It's forwarded by Dr. Jeffrey Bland. It is a wonderful book. You should go and get it. I'm going to link it in the show notes for you. It's a wonderful tool and resource. And I believe that we should probably all have this on our shelves, especially come fall, winter, and spring seasons, because we all need an immune reboot. I'm getting nothing for telling you about this book other than helping you're going to have a boosted immune system if you get it and read it. And I hope that you do. And that is what I have for you today. I hope you have a wonderful day. I hope this has been helpful for you. If it has, I would love for you to let me know. Leave a review. Email me. I love hearing from you. Visit me on at Lacey Lane or at Functional Medicine for Women. I would love to hear from you. And I will talk to you on the next episode. Thank you for joining me today on Functional Medicine for Women. I hope you found today's episode empowering and educational. If you're enjoying the content, would you consider subscribing to the podcast to stay updated with the latest episodes? Your support truly means the world to me. And the one thing you can do to help support me is to leave a review so that more incredible women like you who are on a journey to wellness can be empowered to take their health into their own hands. Remember, it's not just about listening. It's about taking action. You are called to more and your health goals are within reach. Start your journey today by visiting thefunctionalmedicinewoman.com and joining the free forever membership to get going. Thank you so much for being a part of this community.